You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. For two in a row. <laughs> We've got a streak going. Yes. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Yeah, this is, uh, or well, by the time this goes, it might be the day after Christmas. So I hope you had a good one. Hope you got everything you wanted. Santa dropped some cigars and whiskey in your stockings. Speaking of cigars, what are we smoking this week, Brad? Uh, this week we have the Oscar <clears throat> Valadares 10th anniversary yeah we've had a couple oscar cigars on in the past and i always enjoyed the oscar cigars i mean the none of them has really made it into like an everyday smoke because their price points a little bit higher than i was big on the the leaf when it you know first came out like smoked quite a few of those yeah it's like the the oscar i mean none of them has really made it into my daily rotation but every time i have one they're they're good. It's I've not had a, a bad Oscar yet. I mean, there's some that are a little bit too mild for my palate, but they've always been good tasting uh, cigars. And this one's kind of interesting. Like I said, it's his tenth anniversary like uh, edition, so it's got a super big fancy uh, band on it, but it's also got a dual wrapper with sporting uh, Mexican San Andreas and uh, San Andreas Maduro and a Candela foot. So it starts with that green candela, and you know, and then transitions into your, I guess, more standard uh, San Andreas Maduro, and binder and fillers from Honduras. Comes in a Toro sixty and a Solomon weird ass shape. Uh, if you're not familiar with those, they kind of taper, get fat, and then taper back down. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <clears throat> Jeez, I wonder if I'm gonna better even speak on this podcast. Um. <laughs> Hey, better than last time. I mean, last time you couldn't smoke because you're all you're still like sick. <laughs> I was still dying. At least it's time, you, know, you, you at least got to fire one up this time. Absolutely, but I guess maybe because I'm in, you know, still in the candela phase. Like this is very grassy, very <laughs> yeah, like very earthy, very woody, grassy. Um, I think that's an accurate statement. Uh, and it- much like. I mean, trying to compare it to the leaf or an island gym or, you know, something to that effect. Um, right now, a very medium smoke. Yeah, because uh, we're still in the the candela portion, so I'm wondering how it's going to kind of change once we get into, like, the main body of the cigar. Because this one also comes with, like, a, a closed foot. So, like, you know, you got, like, a pigtail on the foot. So it's completely wrapped in the candela. So when you first light it up, yeah, you're getting very strong, that grassy uh, candela flavoring. If you're a fan of that, then you're like, yay, grass. But if you're if you're not a usual candela smoker, it's like Did a little bit... Did you say cannabis? <laughs> candela, not cannabis. <laughs> oh. The other kind of grass. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, thanks for clarifying. Thought Christmas had come early. <laughs> It's beginning to look a lot like a green Christmas. <laughs> uh, but speaking of uh, Christmas, 
This week we're going to be talking about a Christmas special and then a Christmas not so special movie. <laughs> little little good and the bad. Uh, so I guess we're going to start by talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, and then uh, if we run out of steam on that, we've got a Black Friday movie. <laughs> Yeah, because that's that's traditionally the start of the uh, Christmas season. Black I would say, Friday uh, at Christmas time. <laughs> uh, Maybe it's called like Black Xmas. I think that is a movie. I'm yeah, when there like well an Xmas. Uh, I think I mean, we we did a Christmas horror episode like a long time ago, but yeah, I can't remember some of those like horrible like punny names we uh, <laughs> came across when looking for topics. Uh, but if you have to fight off. Uh, people to get your last Christmas shopping do done, you should call in the Strike Force, StrikeforceEnergy.com. Use your promo code Cigar Nerds for twenty percent off your order. Makes excellent stocking stuffers or just caffeine to get you through your day. Which since I can't drink carbonated drinks anymore, I need to order me some more Strike Force <laughs> to keep me awake to make it through this holiday season. And with that, we're gonna keep smoking this cigar and we're gonna be right back with some Christmas Santa is a furry freak with epic superpowers. He flies to every human home in under 14 hours. He's a master burglar. No. A pro at picking locks. No. If you don't leave milk and cookies out, he will put dung in your socks. That is not part of the lore at all. If you act nicely through the night and don't jump on your bed, Santa comes with sugar plums and hurls them at your head. But if you're on his naughty list, he shoots missiles at your toes. He might just roast your chestnuts with his powerful flamethrower. No, he doesn't have a flamethrower. And welcome back, ho, 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 and shit. What'd you call me? <laughs> ho. <laughs> Triple ho. So now oh. I'm just a tool. <laughs> uh, so yes, Marvel has released uh, another holiday special. The last one we talked about was Werewolf by Night, uh, and now the Guardians have gotten a christmas special i mean did they learn nothing from the infamous star wars christmas special <laughs> i i gotta say this was a cut above uh, but at the same time like it's rather kind of interesting because you know it does the whole animated to live action back to animated like so i i thought it was kind of cool how the flashbacks were all animated and stuff and i like these because it starts with uh Raglan telling the group how Yondu ruined Christmas for Peter. But it's in that, like, kind of old, not claymation, but old, like, hand-drawn animation that you saw from, like, kind of Christmas specials of the, you know, 60s, 70s, like, that that old, like, hand-drawn animation. It wasn't anything, like slick and smooth CGI looking. And if it was CGI, they did a great job of making that shit look like it was, it was all just a filter. <laughs> but you know, I mean, just a filter. I miss days. the old school animation. Yeah. Like I watch modern, you know, animated and I'm like, it's too cut, polished. Like it starts kind of getting into that 
Uncanny Valley were like, is this animated or is this like live action? Because uh, it's just, it looks so, so real. Or it looks like you're playing a fucking video game. Or it's like, am I watching an, a, a story or am I watching a cutscene from, uh, you know, Call of Duty 5 or whatever the fuck the new uh, hotness is? How much, uh, <laughs> how much of a letdown is that? Like, you see this awesome trailer for a video game or whatever, and then, like, oh. That was a video in the game. The game itself <laughs> looks nothing like this. Uh, it was like, like yeah. the, the I still fucking, have flashbacks uh, of like you know all of the old school NES games, and I'm like, that cover looks super badass. Oh yeah, we're still playing an eight bit pixelation baby. <laughs> oh yeah, like video game like cover art back in the day it was like fucking album cover art where it's like, oh this looks awesome, and then it looks nothing like the actual fucking game inside <laughs> we're all jumping over squares <laughs> you know speaking of like you know christmas time and uh and uh yeah i want this new game it looks badass and it's like oh this is like a fucking atari like pac-man this looks nothing like <laughs> the thing i was <laughs> uh i still remember spending all that money trying to get the atari powered up and connected to a modern tv which worked <laughs> i you know Made it to Radio Shack when those still existed and piecemealed everything together. And at this time, like 60 hertz television was all the rage. Atari was not designed for 60 hertz. <laughs> no. <laughs> be like, oh, they want the ball. I didn't even get a chance to see it, much less react to it. And the controllers, like, were, were like, was the controllers always this fucking stiff or is it just because these things are like 40 years old? <laughs> I mean, that might have been part of it. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, the Guardians Holiday Special. Speaking of getting Christmas presents, uh, the gang decides to get Peter a special Christmas present by kidnapping a famous celebrity. (laughs) I don't, I, I just love the whole lead up and everything else into like, you know, they could have just very easily made this a heartfelt like, hey, Peter here you go, I got you a present. But no, instead, like, in typical Guardians of, you know, the galaxy fashion, I feel like... They're going to save the Hey, we're going to save the universe, <laughs> but that planet's probably getting fucked in the process. <laughs> yeah, we're going to cause some fuckery uh, before we clean all this up. I gotta say, since this isn't a actual movie, or even like a series on on Disney Plus. It's like it's kind of like, you know, Wherever by Night about a 45 minute uh just special. Definitely did not have the budget of like a full-fledged Guardians movie because fucking Groot looks like a dude in a rubber suit. <laughs> Rachel's like, "Is that really Groot?" I was like, "Yeah, that's teenage Groot, you know? I mean, he was baby Groot, now he's a teenager." Uh Yeah, cuz like Groot just looks like I can see why, like, I think there's, like, one close-up of him. The rest of the time, he's kind of, like, in the background. I'm like, dude, that's a guy in a rubber suit. That's not even, like, C- it's like we can't afford CGI. We spend it all on, the, like, the space flight part of the movie. <laughs> all, the mo- mo- ah, all the money went to Kevin Bacon. We got to get a guy in a rubber suit to play Groot. Who? <laughs> Kevin motherfucking Bacon. Who is that? Tremors, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Apparently, he's the key to saving a Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, so... I mean, dude. God, we'll never have another good Tremors movie. <laughs> We've already been down that rabbit hole. 
I think there was another one, though. Like, I think there's been two or three since we last did the Tremors episode. There's at least two, like, direct-to-streaming that I've only seen, like... There was three. I saw one of them. The other two I have not yet, like, forced myself to watch. <laughs> I mean, that was that was our heyday, dude. I mean... I, I get it. This is our Christmas episode. I'm going to end up on the naughty list, but... We got to say Ass Blaster so many times. <laughs> I mean, they were going to do that whole new, like, Tremors uh, TV series, and then that got canceled before it ever came out. Of course out. they were. <laughs> I mean, they even got Kevin Bacon back for that, and, like, yeah, that, that kind of fell through. <laughs> we need more bacon. Hold on. If the Guardians kidnap Kevin Bacon to give Peter a Christmas, we can kidnap <laughs> Kevin Bacon to give us a decent Tremor movie. Now, do we get like a? Uh, here's what I want from for San, from Christmas Santa Claus uh, new Tremors movie, but do we get a continuation or do we get like some kind of slick Hollywood reboot? I mean, if there's no Burt Gummer, I'm I'm not I'm out. Like, got to have some Burt Gummer before it's uh, it's worth watching. I mean, that was literally about one of the only parts worth watching, honestly. <laughs> Burt Gummer's my spirit animal. <laughs> How did we go from Guardians Christmas? Oh, yeah, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> it's the whatever, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> now with more Guardians. Uh, but, yeah, speaking of uh, not having the budget that, like I said, Groot looks rubbery. And then this is the first time Drax has worn a shirt for an entire movie. It's like, we don't have the money to paint your entire body, so we're just going to like do your arms and head. <laughs> Wear a shirt for once. <laughs> so I didn't even pay attention. Like, did they even... I mean, I guess they use some of the, you know, Guardians cast, right? I mean... I mean, this one primarily stars Mantis and uh, Drax. Drax. Peter's kind of bookends it. Uh, and you see uh, Rocket and... Uh, not Gamora. What's the other? Nebula. But yeah, it's like ma mainly a Drax-Mantis story where they're like... Raglan tells him this whole story how Yondu, like, told, you know, threw Peter's Christmas tree in the garbage and told him, like, you know, Ravagers don't, like, get shit for free. You gotta work for anything, you know. I'll make y'all clean the toilets if you don't get all this Christmas shit off my ship. So he's like, he's like you know, and it's Christmas time back on Earth, so Peter's probably depressed. We should get him a, a really special gift. And Drax being the weirdo he is, he's like, the one thing Peter has always told us about is the great hero Kevin Bacon. We need to go back to Earth and get Kevin Bacon to come here and cheer Peter up for Christmas. <laughs> and the hilarity ensues. So, if you're going to find Kevin Bacon, how does one go about finding a Kevin Bacon? I got it. Let's go to Hollywood and just start going to random places asking if anybody knows Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Has anyone seen the bacon? Oh, uh, but <clears throat> before they even get to Earth, you know, apparently the Guardians have bought, uh, if you remember the floating skull from uh, the first Guardians movie, uh, the City of Nowhere, they've bought it and turned it into a starting their own planet community, whatnot, and they're in the process of building a community for, I guess, people that need it. Wayward kitties. <laughs> but the... 
the band because you can't have a Christmas special without a musical number or two. So there's a group of aliens that have, uh, Hey Peter, we've been practicing with these, these, uh, ancient earth instruments. We found, uh, we wrote a song about crit, about an earth tradition. Can you, t- you know, tell us how it goes. And the band's called old 97s. Well, I mean, that's the real band playing the alien bands and they just sing the song going, <laughs> what was it? Uh, it's Chris. I don't know what it is, but it's Christmas time. <laughs> I mean, dude, that was kind of a catchy, you know, type. Man, my next question was, was that the Smashing Pumpkins? <laughs> no, it was old, the old 97s. Uh, yeah. Never heard of them before, and I have not looked them uh, them up to see how they sound when they're not uh But it definitely sounded like that guy from Smashing Pumpkins lost his car keys. <laughs> uh, but, like, it's hilarious. He's like... Santa's a big hairy guy with uh, that uh, you know kills people and stuff. It's like all his like the things he gets uh, gets completely uh, wrong about uh, Christmas is is kind of hilarious. Well, I mean the whole story is kind of wrong, but you know we'll save the best for last because <laughs> I kind of thought that was a cool reveal, uh, but I don't know just. Just the adventures of Mantis and Trax. Like, I didn't know I needed that. Just like, I'm not sure Mantis ever needed Drax to help her over Kevin Bacon's gated driveway. <laughs> like, Yeah, so they, they get to Hollywood and uh, get mistaken for the people that hang out in front of uh, Man's Chinese Theater and make a bunch of money uh, <laughs> posing for photos. And somebody thinks he's God of War. <laughs> it's God. It's the God of War. And then the dude dresses a GoBot <laughs> that he beats the shit out of. Sorry, GoBots killed his family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our coldest cousin or some shit. <laughs> Just all the great, like, I don't know. It'd be like every Friday and Saturday is like a mini Dragon Con. Just seeing all the different, you know. Although, I'm sure, like, the cosplayers probably cost as much as the actual celebrity signatures <laughs> at Dragon Con. Yeah. But what do I know? And then they wander into a bar looking for Kevin Bacon. But was that a, like, gay bar? I I definitely got that vibe. I like, mean, because there was, there was a lot of dudes and a lot of, like, you know, kind of shirtless dudes at points. And it, it, it looked like a, you know, East Hollywood uh, t- or West Hollywood, which one, you know. But they never, like, flat out, like, you know, made the I joke. I think it was kind of implied. Yeah, but, it was like, they, I mean, it's a Christmas special, so I don't think they made, they didn't you make know, flat out. Having the, the guy, joke. you know, walk up to Drax being like, oh, hey, let me buy you a drink. Yeah, and... he's like, come dance with us. He's like, dancing is for losers. Well, then we should drink. Yeah, let's, let's get some tequila. And, like, I'm freaking just raging. We need your finest libations. <laughs> and, uh, fucking whatever you... The weird, like, uh, German guy that's in every freaking movie that playing the bartender. <laughs> Do you know where Kevin Bacon is? Why would I know where Kevin Bacon is? <laughs> Here, have tequila. I know somebody who knows where Kevin Bacon is. There's a map. <laughs> the map to the stars. <laughs> if that's even, like, accurate. <laughs> but, yeah, them trying to break into Kevin Bacon's house, he's like... Fucking Mantis is like, hey, can you throw me over the gate? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Just chunks her. <you> know? 
what the hell are you doing? Like, you asked if I could throw you over the gate. He's like, but give me a warning. <laughs> this, those two together is like just like, the comedy it, I didn't know I needed. Yes, it, like, I mean, it almost feels like a buddy cop film in some regards, <laughs> but with a lot more destruction. Yeah, those two make like the best like comedic duo. Like, I don't know. I almost want like a Drax and Mantis miniseries after this. <laughs> yeah, I mean they could they could be the next thing that has like a whatever Disney Plus series, huh? Apparently, the old ninety sevens is a uh, band from Dallas, Texas, and they've released twelve studio albums. I was like, that's the first I've ever heard of them. But apparently, they're uh... with Billy Corgan. <laughs> apparently, they're uh, yeah, I guess pretty uh. Popular. I mean, dude, I've known bands that have released a lot of albums. <laughs> and then no one has ever heard of them. Yes. I mean, we've released a lot of podcasts that most people haven't heard. <laughs> oh, and uh, Cosmo the Dog, too. That was... <laughs> we uh, the, the the Russian cosmonaut dog that had uh, telekinesis yes, powers. Yes. Took I mean, me a moment. I mean, the only thing we didn't get to see uh, is, uh, yeah, I'm surprised there wasn't a cameo by uh, Howard the Duck. You know, Peter, yeah, or, yeah, James Gunn likes to sneak uh, Howard the Duck into a lot no, of his that's, that's for the Guardian's Easter special. Ah, yeah. They did say, see you at Easter. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if they follow through on that. Oh. I don't know. It was just... I don't. You got your brute, then you got your mind. You know, tele. You know, not not really even telekinesis, but just you know, like, yeah, I'll touch you. I'll wish you to do my bidding. Like, <laughs> you will give me the treats from the basket. <laughs> oh, and I, I like when they all start giving each other Christmas presents, and he, he, she gives a uh, raglan like a dead space rat. Because, I mean, she is still a dog, even though she's, like, intelligent and can speak and whatnot. But, you know, deep down, she's still a dog. So she brings him, like, a dead rat with a bow on it. <laughs> I feel like it would need to be a squirrel or something. I mean, I, I don't know. I've I mean, it looked like a space rat. Like, you know, a that... space squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get a space nut. <laughs> I uh, mean, Groot's a space tree. He probably has some space nuts. Jesus. <laughs> Oh, so they successfully kidnapped Kevin Bacon and <laughs> just like, what? You're you're an actor? <laughs> Actors are all like, yo, disgusting people. <laughs> and her trying to use like her freaking mantis mind trick on him. Uh, <laughs> just be yourself, but not don't suck. <laughs> be a hero. And he's like, start speaking with like, a weird British accent. Do you remember Mantis from uh, Think Back to Is that the one like, about the PS1, guy that was one like oh, no. Metal like Gear Solid? So I'm pretty sure like the character's name in that game was Mantis, like where like if your controller was plugged into the first player port, oh or, like, yeah, it would he, predict your moves. So yeah. you had to like play well, with the, on player the player two port. <laughs> now, I just remember Mantis. There was like a TV series about a guy that was like paralyzed and he had like a super but he was like an inventor and he basically invented like an iron man suit and became a vigilante 
because he was like in a wheelchair and then he'd put on his, his mantis suit and go out and kick the shit out of people. <laughs> it was one of those like weird 90s action shows that only lasted maybe a season. I don't know, man. That sounds a lot like um, a lot of the 2002 shows, too. Because, like, oh, this thing just came out. All right, it's done. We didn't even make it to the first season. Like, over. Pretend it doesn't exist. Um, We'll try again. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, when they <laughs> steal Kevin Bacon and then rob an entire Christmas store. And decorate nowhere for Christmas. Like the, I just love the fact of Drax. Like, like they both like still like. Oh, I love this little Christmas man. (laughs) (laughs) The fucking little like elf shit. Uh, And Drax's uh, Christmas sweater, which is like a cat with laser eyes. I'm like, that's a pretty dope sweater, dude. (laughs) I was kind of eyeballing that. I was like, I feel like that's a legit shirt that I should own. I saw one with Jesus on it that just said happy birthday. <laughs> but it was done up like a Christmas sweater. That's way too serious. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My cigar label has a glory hole. <laughs> oh, shit. If you can fit through that glory hole, I feel, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> it's awfully small there. Rip and tear until it's done. <laughs> but I love when uh, Peter finds the Christmas decorations, and you just see like this whole like childlike joy come on his onto his face, where he's like, "Guys, what have you done?" And then they wheel out uh, the box, and the box starts talking, and he's like, it immediately goes from like childlike joy to like horror, like. Guys, what the fuck have you done? <laughs> like, no, really, you shouldn't have. I mean, no, you, you should not have. <laughs> we got you Kevin Bacon. You kidnapped an earthling to give him as a present. Yeah. No, that's not how this works. And he's like, oh, don't worry, man. I'm really enjoying myself. It's like, Mantis, is he under your spell? Yeah. Re- fucking release Kevin Bacon. <laughs> And he's like, just fucking horrified. He's like, all right, please don't run. <laughs> and he's, he that runs, and Nebula's like, I'll get him. And she's like, don't kill Kevin Bacon. <laughs> but he's an actor. <laughs> uh, but then Raglan tells him the story of, you know, he's like, yeah, we're real sorry about those guys. They're kind of idiots, but, you know, they're just trying to rebuild Peter's, you know, Christmas spirit. And, you know, of course, Kevin Bacon being the, the nice man that he is decides, uh, Maybe I can just stay for one song and help y'all learn the meaning of Christmas, as we always do in Christmas stories. And yeah, we get an, we get another performance by the old '97 this time with uh, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> is that actually Kevin Bacon singing? Yeah, he has a band. Okay, I was like, <laughs> dude's legit, like vocalist. Yeah, he's got some kind of I can't remember the name of their yeah, but like Kevin Bacon actually does have a band that they perform and shit. Kevin Bacon and the Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Like, what? Bacon and Eggs. Fuck you. <laughs> it's actually just called the Baking Brothers. <laughs> oh, okay. You got to it before I did. I was like, I gotta Google that, because I gotta find the fucking... Yeah, it's like him and his brother or whatever <laughs> have a band. 
Oh. And then, of course, we get the big reveal that Mantis is actually Peter's sister. The only family he's got uh, got left. And he's, you know, after they all had the good, happy uh, Christmas. He's like, why the fuck do you do this? He's like, well, I wanted to get you a present because I'm your sister. And uh, Raglan told us that Yondu ruined Christmas. And then we get back to, like, the cool-ass old animation. And it's like, yeah, Raglan doesn't know the end of that story, you know. Yandu found his present, and it was a little treasure troll-looking robot thingy. And he's like, "All right, Christmas isn't so bad. I like getting things." And he's that's that was the Christmas Peter got his blasters because nothing's a great Christmas present like giving a child a pair of blasters. Dude, do you remember from the '80s the little blaster that you know just had like the red lights and like the multiple different sound effects that oh, yeah. describes every blaster ever. <laughs> I always wanted the fucking laser, like, old school laser tag. Everybody wanted that. That was like paintball before paintball and uh, airsoft. <laughs> I think they got some now that, like, works off your phone. It's like a toy gun. You stick your phone in it, and that actually, like, tracks your shots and <laughs> registers your shit. That's dumb. <laughs> We're adults. We have phone apps for our real guns. <laughs> <laughs> what about like the next generation of laser tag for adults? It, it like your vest shocks the piss out of you when you get shot. Kind of like a uh, starship troopers, the training things. <laughs> oh, that would kind of suck. It's like, Oh, I've been hit. Now I've been tased. Ow. <laughs> I think they, they Spencer's for there for a while had a bunch of, uh, toys that would shock you like that and they had something like that where it was uh it was like remote control tanks that were like laser tag tanks and when you shot each other like the controller would shock the piss out of you and i'm like i almost wanted to buy some for the kids and just not tell them (laughs) until Until you have a bunch of crying kids (laughs) like (laughs) oh fuck just just install an electric fence that'll tell you all you need to know about electricity (laughs) what i did i was like well i guess before the dogs play in it i gotta play in it (laughs) ow you just gotta test it (laughs) i mean it's only fair i mean did you at least turn it up on the high setting (laughs) there there is no setting you you, yeah oh fuck i'm around it yeah you wrap it you plug the extension i mean granted like for me like it really wasn't all that different than when i was a dumbass and you know stuck something in electrical, you know, and it's just like that split second, like it, <laughs> it's well, like Ren and Stimpy taught us back in the day. Don't piss on the electric fence, <laughs> but your, your piss would have to be in contact with your body while your body's contacting yeah. the ground in order for it to actually work. Mythbusters. Uh, did a whole, uh, <laughs> episode on that, whether you could die from pissing on a, uh, like subway rail and getting, Getting shocked. <laughs> it's possible, but you got to be real close. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, I don't know. It's it's one of those, it's like, it's You got to contact the fence and the ground in order for you to, you know, get the shock. Because <laughs> that's how grounding works. Oh. <laughs> so what do you, th- what do you think of this here Christmas special before we get into the... Well, it's a lot better than, Christmas you know, special. the uh, the other Christmas special that we shall not talk about 
thanks star wars um <laughs> I, I i don't know like i don't i mean at times it felt like a buddy cop film it felt fun and then you know it just kind of hits you in the feels and it's like all right, this this is a legit Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it did everything a kind of a Christmas special is supposed to do. I mean, the only thing they didn't have was some uh, some old school claymation. <laughs> I mean, we got the old school animation, but uh, there was no like Rudolph. That and the joke at the end when they're all starting giving each other presents, and you, you go back to uh, Infinity War where uh, Rocket's like, "How much for the arm?" And he's like, "Not for sale." He's like, oh, "I'm gonna get that arm." Nebula got him Bucky's arm for Christmas. <laughs> He just opens it up and he's like, Bucky's arm? He's like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Although I did like, you know, we didn't really, I mean, we talked about, you know, the street perform, you know, cosplayers and stuff, but I love like Drax and Nebula, like seeing Captain America and running, Steve, how's it going? Like, <laughs> scares the shit out of the guy. Who the fuck are you? Then <laughs> <laughs> people start just, you know, giving them money. Like, oh, you're, you're, <laughs> it's God of War. <laughs> Uh, Kratos, yeah, that's the guy's name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely worth, you know, the 40 or so minutes. <laughs> and I mean, we talked about the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, trailer for the new movie, and that looks like it's going to be, it's going to be weird going from this, like, happy, feel-good thing to, like, what appears to be a very dark movie, <laughs> and it's coming next. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, like, I always... I mean, enjoy these characters because half of them's probably going to die. <laughs> I mean, Guardians is always the fun film. Yeah. Like, now, now, now you want to go the route of DC and make everything dark and cryptic. So, <laughs> uh, like, well, I mean, that is where you know James Gunn is going next. <laughs> He's is DC at this point. It's like I'm going to kill Guardians <laughs> to bring back Batman. We must bring balance to the force by killing them. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it was did everything. It was you a expect. lot better than this other movie we're about to talk about. <laughs> that's for damn sure. It, it did everything you expect from a, a holiday special. It was, it was a, I mean, there was a little bit of action, but you know, not like anything that was like great stakes battle shit. I mean, it was, it was a good feel good movie. I don't think until I don't think the cops that you know got flipped over would you know say so. Uh, We don't kill humans. Maybe just one guy, one stupid guy. (laughs) Oh, fucking Kevin Bacon. So yes, as we said earlier, we got uh, since this was only forty-five minutes, so we couldn't. I mean, we could if we, you know, legitimately researched and, you know, (laughs) planned ahead. Or just keep going down rabbit holes, what we normally do. (laughs) I mean, talking about completely unrelated shit. I think that's kind of why people listen to podcasts anyway. Be like, "Mm, what kind of bullshit are they going to ramble about now? Speaking of unrelated shit that also reminds us of our childhood, do yourself a favor and go to the Hasbro YouTube channel. Because for like the last week or two, they've just been streaming G.I. Joe episodes like 24 hours. They have a 24-hour stream going on where it's just old 80s G.I. Joe cartoons without the commercials. Like, I literally for the last two days... But, was, dude, 
fucking 80s commercials were legit. <laughs> they were action-packed. They were in your face. <laughs> I mean, I did see a couple, uh, you know, the uh, whatever PSAs here and there. But, uh, yeah, it's like, dude, I've been watching G.I. Joe for like two days straight. I'm like, oh, it's it's my childhood. Like, I forgot how good this shit was. <laughs> I know it was basically like that and He-Man were just, you know, 30-minute uh, toy commercials. But I was like, man, this... Like the writing on this is actually pretty good. I mean, some of these some of these episodes, I was like, "Fucking, I miss GI Joe. This shit was good back in the day." I mean, nobody could like actually hit anything with the lasers, but yeah, somehow the good guys always won. I mean, dude, nobody died. I, it was all fun and games. There was Cobra legitimately an entire fucking saga made where the antagonist could not hit shit. But they're laser blasters, okay? <laughs> like that shit is still going on now. Like, and they call it Star Wars. <laughs> Stormtroopers kind of look like uh, Cobra guys. <laughs> they all wear helmets. I mean, hey, you got to protect your dome. <laughs> so yes, uh, as we mentioned earlier, the beginning of the holiday season is usually the Black Friday sales, and someone actually made a horror movie-ish <laughs> last year called. Black Friday. I don't think this is so much a horror movie as a horrible movie that is now going to be my... <laughs> just one of those. It's going to be a yearly train wreck. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of one of those. It's like, it's so campy that it's like, we kind of have to punish people and make them watch this. Um, I mean, it, it was it was right up there with Fatal Future. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a very hard contender. Uh, yes, this is a, well, you know, according to the description, a 2021 American horror comedy written by Andy Gruskovic and Casey Tebow. Which sounds very American. <laughs> which stars Devin Sawa from a little film uh, we, we like called uh, Final Destination. <laughs> Homeboy had some rough years, though. I'm like, I, like, that barely looked like, you know, Devin Sawa. What was that? Uh, my knee hit the mic stand over here. <laughs> I was like, is it the aliens? I thought Santa came early. <laughs> uh, but also, you know, Michael Jai White and motherfucking Bruce Campbell. <laughs> I think Bruce Campbell's actually one of the, uh, was one of the producers on the film as well. <laughs> uh, that sounds about right. Like, I, I don't know. Which one was Bruce Campbell? <laughs> <laughs> the fucking store manager. <laughs> You, you, know, you don't give the guy a robot hand and a chainsaw. You don't recognize him? Uh-uh. <laughs> did you actually watch this movie? Or did you fall asleep halfway through? I was so invested. I had like six glasses of wine. <laughs> that is the best way to watch this movie. I mean, I was like... Like about three minutes in, I'm like, you got a bottle of wine? I got a bottle of wine. And and my bottle was about gone. <laughs> uh, see, I had to watch it sober because I can't drink for another like couple months. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> so I suffered through it. Like you know, well, I had a cigar, but <laughs> I, I did not get the benefit of of drinking while watching this film. And I ref I urge you to watch this film and drink because that's the best way to get through it. That was that was the only way I was getting through it, my friend. I mean, it's. It's not funny enough to be a horror movie or a comedy movie, and it's not horrific enough to be like a horror movie. 
<laughs> it kind of did and not I, go far enough in either direction. And it wasn't quite campy enough. Like, remember when a while back I was like, ah, oh, it's got Bruce Campbell. It's probably going to be an all right, you know. That's usually a sign of a good movie. There's a Bruce, you know, even if it's a bad movie, it's still bad enough to be good. Where this one was like. It was bad enough to be bad. <laughs> yes. Like, but then again, I've worked retail. I think at some point you've probably worked retail. Yeah. Like, I, I think we were just having, you know, real world flashbacks of being like, hmm, this is symbolism. All the crazy shoppers trying to eat, you know, my brain or be <laughs> cocky my face or. So, yes, a meteor that turns out to be some kind of alien creature crashes into a toy store on Black Friday and starts turning all the uh, customers into some kind of, like, zombie thing that's basically making... Like a parasite. Yeah. It's very parasitic. Yeah, and their little tentacles that come out to infect people just looks like ramen noodles. It's <laughs> like throwing ramen noodles at each other. <laughs> Whoa. I have to watch this and eat pho. Yes, I mean, exactly. It looks like fucking ramen noodles. And you get a divorced dad played by Devin Sawa, who is like, I got laid off and I took this job temporarily, and that was like eight years ago. <laughs> but he's very much a douchebag, where he's like, yeah, it, 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 he's like the coolest guy in the store. He's like the old dude trying to be cool. And he's like, yeah, I'm the coolest guy in this toy store, which is bar real low. <laughs> but at the same time, like... I can remember, like, man, I bet they get some sweet discount. Like, fucking KB Toys. Our toys are us. Like, it'd be like, if it wasn't work, it would be heaven. It'd be uh, like, I can play with all the things. I can see all the cool shit the moment it comes out. I mean, there was some realism in it, because dude has, like, a bottle of whiskey hidden in the bathroom, and is like, I mean... Dude, we used to get. I used to volunteer to like bring the carts in at night because we'd go out to the car and get drunk while we were supposed to be outside, uh, like you know, lining up the buggies, and we'd like come back in like fucking hammered. <laughs> you just go to this car, you do a couple shots, then you push the buggies. Damn, that must have been a real long time ago if a couple of shots got you hammered. Oh, this was like fucking high school, <laughs> and then. I see these fucking kids today. They have those little, like, tractors that push the carts for them. Nah, we had to push the fucking carts ourselves. There was no... And we used to, like, do, like, tests of strength and see who could push the most carts. Yeah, that's why they were all <laughs> fucked up and never roll right again. <laughs> I think the record was, like, 40-something in, in a go. <laughs> that's it. I'm going to smash the record. <laughs> yeah, you, you drink enough and you're like, I bet I can push more carts than you <laughs> we just make a giant fucking train of carts and i forgot where i worked i want to say it was public so i had a rule you couldn't push more than five carts at a time or something we're probably the reason they made that because <laughs> once you get that many carts going it's real hard to stop them <laughs> something gets in your way it's it's getting hit <laughs> uh yeah, it's like pretty much every rule is because somebody like did something stupid at one point or another. It's like when I was in law enforcement, the, the people used to say like all case law is based on somebody fuck something up, so you never want to be the reason for case law. <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to set the example. 
<laughs> it's like all these case laws were telling you not to do it. Someone fucked up at some point. <laughs> you can't ride a hippopotamus on the square on December 17th past the hour of 7 p.m. <laughs> like, where the fuck am I going to get a hippopotamus? Um, we should get a hippopotamus. <laughs> I don't know. I fell down a rabbit play hole. Real life, hungry, hungry hippos. I don't know. I fell down a rabbit hole the other night because I'm like, all right, I'm getting skinnier. Maybe this Dragon Con, I can actually wear a cool costume. And I'm like, I was looking at the Moon Knight costumes, and I was like, I wonder if anybody's like dressed up as the hippo lady. <laughs> I could not find a, a hippo lady cosplayer, but there was there was a lot of good uh, Moon Knight outfits available. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna leave that one alone because it's gonna be all bad. <laughs> you were trying to set me up for failure, and I almost walked right into it. Something about BBW comes to mind. <laughs> oh, or the alligator lady. There was no alligator lady cosplayers I could find. That'd be a tougher one to pull off, though. <laughs> like, so I just want to be I Mister mean, Knight. I want to have the suit and then beat the shit out of people with the uh, with the the fucking stick, the uh, skirmish sticks. <laughs> And, and you can. <laughs> I think you're like certified or something in that. <laughs> That's why I want to be Mr. Knight. I get a cool suit and I beat people with sticks. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. Moon Knight's just like, you know, white colored Batman. But Mr. Knight's like got a pimp suit. <laughs> oh. But, yeah, speaking of going down the road. Yeah, that in this movie. It had Michael Jill White, like the king of like low budget action films. I mean, this is the dude was fucking Spawn, and other than like shooting some uh, zombie alien parasites with a with a nail gun, you never get any good like action sequences. You like, I mean, he, and he gets like murked like pretty early on in the film, where it's like he's probably expensive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they blew all the budget on him. Uh, Bruce Willis is like, I don't even know what money is anymore. <laughs> Bruce Campbell. Whatever. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> uh. It's not my fault he didn't have a Necronomicon. <laughs> they did kind of look like uh, Deadites, though. They, they sort of had that kind of appearance. And they do, they're like, one. they take one arm down, and he's like, Careful, they never actually die. And I'm like, that sounds like a man with some experience. Because the deadites always come back. <laughs> I don't know, I kind of felt like... I mean... Like, this just followed every zombie cliche... You, you kill the brain, you kill the beast, right? <laughs> like, Yeah, because all the... Possessed people are kind of joining together into a big flesh mound that eventually becomes basically a kaiju. <laughs> you know, the, the aliens liquefying people to build a big flesh body that... <laughs> Reminds me of the 1950s rubber suit Godzilla. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With some really bad CGI flamage going on. It's like, oh, it's so big and disgusting, but it never moves from its backdrop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, the, the makeup on the possessed people, other than the the fucking ramen noodles effect, uh, looked really good. Like, the, the practical makeup effects 
looked good for it. But yeah, that CGI rubber suit alien at the end was like, oh my god, this is this is gone to like late night bad movie <laughs> territory. Like and, I think I've seen made for sci-fi better than this. <laughs> But maybe that was all by design. Like, maybe that was part of the humor, and I didn't go into it with the right frame of mind. Like, I should have been really, really drunk, and I probably would have laughed a lot. <laughs> that and the... Like, Bruce Campbell playing the store manager, too. He's plays a good dick. Like, at one point, because it's, it's basically like... It's a low-budget movie. They don't have, like... They pretty much have one setting. Like, they are in that toy store for the entirety of the film, nearly. Trying to fend off these uh, these customers. And, like, they all start talking about how they got... Because they're like, oh, we're all going to fucking die. And they all kind of start... They've been bickering and fighting. And they all start kind of telling their stories of how they ended up working there. And he's like, I always wanted to work here. I was like, you know, I, you know, I was kind of kind of lonely and like here like people had to respect me i can tell people what you know do whatever i want and they have to do it <laughs> so you think he's gonna give him like some kind of like touching story and he's like no i just wanted the fucking power <laughs> that's why i became a store manager <laughs> wow such ambitions you're doing great keep it up and then you got the one uh like random gay dude who is like the assistant manager who's like just a fucking suck up <laughs> as most assistant managers are. <laughs> you always got that one guy that's like, you know, you know, we, Oh, we, you need your dick fu- sucked. I'm here, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your representation on the floor, sir. <laughs> Officer Doofy expe- reporting for duty. <laughs> Officer Doofy. <laughs> Surprised I haven't made another one of those scary movies. Yeah, well, they probably have. We just <laughs> we're so out of touch. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you also have uh, the kid who fairly well well off family, but he's like a total pussy. He's like a uh, germaphobe, and <laughs> germaphobes like a uh, job in retail, especially a kid's store retail is not a place for germaphobes. <laughs> what do you know about kid's store retail? Kids are like nasty creatures. <laughs> they just like, you know, Joe, you're like a big kid. Yes. I'm a nasty creature. <laughs> <laughs> they snot on everything. <laughs> How is that any different than us? I do it on purpose because I'm an asshole. <laughs> Maybe that's all kids are. <laughs> uh, do we even have like toy store, like strictly toy stores anymore? I know like Toys R Us went out of business. I think they're trying to make a comeback. I thought I saw something like where they had gotten approval or our GameStop was going to bring back Toys R Us somehow. I'm like, GameStop's not doing all that well on us. <laughs> like, how's that gonna work? But they're still like, if we put two failures together, <laughs> our <Yeah>. powers combined. 
oh. But yeah, it's like as a kid going to like one of those like big ass toy stores and just being like, "This is fucking awesome." I mean, you know, of course, Toys R Us was like the Walmart of toy stores, right? But I mean, like, I used to just get captivated, like going into the mall, just like KB Toys and shit. Yeah, like, like and then it was is like, that it? I think I went no, to the that's mall. gone too. Really? Because like. I've not gone in a mall in in a while. <laughs> so that was a weird thing. So in my travels, like, the malls here, you know, outside of maybe, like, the mall of Georgia, but I hear rumors that it's not what it was, you know, Yeah, I went to, like, old seven school or eight North years Point ago. the other day, and it's But North it's Point, dude, is turning into, like, you know, fucking whatever that mall that should have been closed and demolished 20 years ago in Gainesville, like... Lakewood or some shit. <laughs> the fucking Stranger Thing. No, that was a old Gwinnett place. I think yeah. they turned into Stranger Thing. Yeah, but yeah, you go like out up north. Middle, you have like Mall of America and these like giant fucking malls. But down in Puerto Rico, dude, fucking malls. Like, I don't know if it's because you got nowhere else to go to do luxury shopping or what. But I was like, shit, this is like malls in the mainland. Like ten, fifteen years ago, <laughs> like. All the lights are on. All of the stores are full. All of the water fountains and features work. <laughs> like, I'm walking by, I'm like, Armani? Gucci? What the fuck? <laughs> Louis Vuitton? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like... And then I discovered the beauty of Crocs. <laughs> it's like, I think Amazon has killed malls. Cause like, and now Walmart's kind of turning into Amazon, where you can just buy fucking anything no, on website. No, Walmart's just killing us. <laughs> like, hey, we're gonna... That was the other thing, too. It's like, in Puerto Rico, you don't get bags when you buy stuff, unless you buy the bags, and now I hear Walmart is going to be charging, like, a membership to buy bags. It's like, you go to Aldi, you gotta, like, bring your own bags. Or you have to buy buy bags there. I hate trees. I love plastic. <laughs> But yeah, it's like the mall experience is definitely definitely uh, <laughs> dying off. It's all the online retailers now. Swear, hell, I did like pretty much all my Christmas shopping online this year. I think I went to one store. I went to quite a few different stores. And maybe this week I'll like I'll be like, oh fuck, I forgot to get this. Like, and there's no time for something to ship. That's like the only time I go to a store to go Christmas shopping. I did the traditional man thing. I waited a week before Christmas to do all my shopping. Or all the cheap shit that I just go to Ross and... <laughs> dude, like, if you're looking for cheap, like, stocking... Five below, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, they got all kinds of, like, nerdy shit and everything else there. I'm like... Do you notice they've gone up in price? They have a ten below section now, where they where they have a little bit more expensive items. That's like the dollar store. That's <laughs> like we are now the one ninety nine store. <laughs> fucking fucking inflation, man. Dude, I bought <laughs> eggs the other day. It was like six and a half dollars. And welcome to another episode of Old Guys Bitch About the Economy. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's Christmas. Economic, absolutely, you know. Santa Claus ain't got unlimited pockets, let me tell you, folks. These pockets are deep. They're not unlimited. <laughs> Brought to you for Christmas, available for a limited time. That's why it's only one day. <laughs> oh. I don't know what it is, but I want to have a Christmas. And the, uh, how do you kill a giant kaiju alien? <laughs> you trick it into hitting itself with a forklift. <laughs> 
I mean, that was probably the coolest part. <laughs> I um, And I got to say, whoever decided that, hey, we should, you know, trap ourselves inside this enclosed trailer, it's not a smart play. <laughs> That's a person who's never been inside of a trailer. Like, they're all like, we got to escape. And well, I've never known a trailer to have a roof hatch either. <laughs> yeah. I don't... yeah. That's their dumb thing. They're like, all right, the fucking toy delivery guy got eaten, so his truck is still here. We can crawl in through the back, and then we'll, like, it should be connected to the cab. No, no semi is ever connected to the cab. <laughs> and then Homeboy gets in, it and he's like, there's a lot of buttons here. I don't know how to drive this. <laughs> that made me question. Like, that was probably about, you know, a glass four and a half or five, and it's hmm. like, if I got in a semi, would I know what to do? Now I'm going to have to download, you know, American Trucker Simulator. Like, <laughs> Start playing that again. <laughs> All right. It, it, it took me a month. I figured out how to start my truck. <laughs> <clears throat> We're still not driving, but the engine's running. <laughs> that in the movie had, like, the writing so weird. Because, like, suddenly toward the end of it, all these, like, selfish, like, douchebaggy characters all of a sudden had, like, no, I'm going to sacrifice myself for the team. Like, first you get uh, Devin Sawa's character. He's like, oh, I've been bitten. Everybody leave me behind. And then he's like, why haven't I changed yet? And it's like, the, the fucking assistant manager guy's like, I bit him. It wasn't the zombie. I just wanted him to go away because he's an asshole. <laughs> and then suddenly, like, Bruce Campbell is like, they're trapped on the, because they caught the fucking store on fire. And now they're, like, trapped on the roof. And he's like, no, I'm going to jump down this air shaft and sacrifice myself to slow them down so y'all can get away. And he's been nothing but, like, a selfish D-bag the entire... And then, like, the the dick assistant manager is like, no, you guys run. I'm gonna slow this thing down by using my customer service skills. Hey, buddy, I know you're scared. I'm scared, too. And then the fucking thing just flicks him like a bug. <laughs> Which was fucking hilarious. But, yeah, it's like, all these characters get these, like, sudden sacrifice like sacrificial like character changes that they've not like keyed up at whatsoever. Just like suddenly like, no dudes, y'all run. I'm going to sacrifice myself to save you. <laughs> Using that voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you become a hero, you can't get the, the low voice. Start talking like Batman. <laughs> Don't ever be Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god, it's Gargira. I mean, Gargira. I mean, Gargira. Oh, yeah, that fucking alien just looked, it was like, looked like melted plastic and a couple of things. It was like, and it barely moved either. It was just kind of like, I'm, I could be flailable, you know, foiling inflatable arm tube man now with an alien. <laughs> like, oh. that, that would have completed it. Yeah, I mean, this movie was by far not good, but. You almost have to see it just to see how. Like I saw uh, whatever uh, Kill Count did a video on it, and they're like, "This is like, oh my god, this is like the worst thing we've ever watched." I'm like, if he's saying it's bad, and he watches a lot of bad movies, I've got to see how bad this is. <laughs> what about Thanks Killing? We never even talked about that. Oh movie. fuck, we yeah, we forgot about it. Damn it. When we plan out our schedule next year, let's make sure we forget about it then, too. <laughs> <laughs> so don't have to do it. Uh. So what do you think about this uh, year, Oscar 10? I mean, we've gotten past the grass at this point. <laughs> hey, yeah. 
I gotta say, I'm not a fan of the Cadella. Like, once, once I got past that, like, Candela, I think, is like, it's an acquired taste. Like, every once in a while, I'll, I'll have, like, like the Swamp Thing or, uh, whatever that, uh, St. Paddy's Day release that's always like a Candela, uh, Barber Pole cigar. Candela mixed with something else can be good, but just straight Candela. Yeah, it's like I'm smoking a bale of hay. <laughs> but once you get past that, this Mexican San Andreas, the, the the little bit more peppery. I'm going to disagree with you. Like, you know, normally normally our, our tastes are pretty similar, and I'm glad you're enjoying this cigar. This is probably my least favorite of the Oscar cigars. I mean, it's not great. If I had to choose one of the other Oscar cigars, I would definitely smoke a leaf or... Uh... Or the Oscar, or one of the others. Like, you know, and and maybe, I'm, I, you know, typically when I smoke a cigar, I don't factor price into the equation. But this is, you know, a twenty plus dollar cigar. And if it was a ten dollar cigar, I'd be more likely to smoke it again. <laughs> but at twenty bucks, but uh, uh, you know, this this is at that price point to where. You know, some of my favorite cigars that have gone up in popularity and in price are now in this price range, and there's much better cigars for my palate than what this one is. <laughs> this, you know, it just, to me, it lacks spice. <clears throat> it's, you know, it, if you love earthy it doesn't really have and like woody, like a sweetness to it either. It's just kind of like, it's a cigar. Yeah, and it's... <laughs> And it's I got like the basic, you know, it's not like there's not the, like the a, flavor profile. Like I was expecting once it changed from the candela, it just kind of got one note. Yeah. Like it, you know, it, it's not a very complex cigar. And if I'm going to smoke a medium cigar, I want it to have, you know, a complexity and, you know, something dynamic that it brings more to the table. Uh, the, this just isn't it for me. Like I'm, I'm finding myself like, and normally I won't do this with a cigar, but I'm finding myself like switching between my vape and my cigar because this isn't <laughs> holding my interest. On the positive, it's well constructed. It's not gone out on me. The burn's been even, so it's a well-made cigar. I mean, quality-wise, it's there. Flavor-wise, a kick for our palate. We like something if it's not. You can't speak for me. If it's not strong, at least something bold with like, you know, flavor changes. Where this is like, it goes from that grass to just kind of like, well, this is just normal cigar flavor. So I was thinking earlier, you know, about the, oh, what was the CAO that we did with the orange and orangish black label um, that was just a flavor bomb? Um, fuck. Shit, I don't... (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm picturing the cigar, the label, and everything else in my head, but the you I was say, how long ago did we smoke that? Yeah, <laughs> uh, six eight months ago, at least. Fuck, I don't remember what I did six eight days ago. <laughs> cool, dude, you're living the life. Uh, now I'm just getting old. <laughs> I want to not remember things. Oh, uh. but yeah, I mean, it just you know, like. At at twenty bucks, dude, we could be smoking a Liga Pravada right now. 
And these are going to be an ongoing cigar, but there are limited quality quantities because the tobacco is aged like five years. So it's like they can only produce so much. Uh, and it's <clears throat> like, like, so yeah, the other cigar, uh, other, uh, if you want to smoke an Oscar, smoke a different Oscar. If you like yeah, a Candela I mean, dude, flavor and you like a, a, just a kind of a medium, not a whole lot of like kind of range in it, then go for it. Give it a try. But try I mean, the McFly. Is, try the yeah, Leaf. the McFly. Try the, you know, Island Gym. You know, like those are all stellar cigars. This one just. And, and and maybe that was part of it too, like you know, where you see a movie trailer and you're so hyped up, like man, this is going to be a badass movie, and then you're like, oh, I went into it with way <laughs> too high expectations. Yeah, because I bought this in the middle. It came out in the middle of my like you know where I could not smoke, so it's been sitting in my humidor for like two months nearly, and just like it's it's dark and it's weird looking, like it like it's probably going to be good, and like everything else, Oscar is good, and it's just kind of like, yeah, meh, it's average <laughs> if it was a ten dollar cigar i might smoke more of them but for 20 bucks it's yeah but even uh, you know it's like not a uh, something that uh, i'll probably <laughs> do again i don't know you know I, I and i don't i don't tend to try to talk negatively it just not the cigar for me that's that's all there is to it it is consistent if you like a consistent like this is a cigar you could smoke and do other things because it's not something you really have to pay that much attention to. But yeah, it kind of prices itself out at that twenty dollar mark for, in my opinion, anyway. So, uh, do you have anything positive to say about Black Friday, <laughs> other than it's a good shenanigan movie to make people? <laughs> I mean, watch. There was a nail gun, and people were getting shot in the head with nails. That was kind of cool. And it'll kind of make you want to go eat some uh, some pho afterwards. <laughs> I had I had a really good twenty port, by the way. Like I I know you're at the point to where you can't drink, but a ten year twenty port Ooh, was nice. was what this movie needed. <laughs> <laughs> so if we can recommend anything, drink while you watch this. And with that, we'll be right back. When we Snuggled, whispered, too fussed over, tickled and cuddled. When we grow up, things get muddled, and here it is Christmas time. Will you stop by for a piece of delicious peach pie while I tell you my Yuletide wishes? You can help me do the dishes, cause here it is Christmas time, and we all want someone. Who will love us and hold us To curl up alongside When nights are the coldest And we all want someone Who will hug us and kiss us All I want is you for Christmas You know what now is a good time for? It's time for a promo for the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. The Cosmic Pizza Podcast, you say? Hmm, that sounds delicious. What is that? It's a delicious slice of life. In every episode? In every episode, where we talk about 
Conspiracy theories? Cartoons of our childhood? Star Trek quizzes? Movies that we've liked? Hard racing? General pop culture? Fantasy recasts? But what we don't talk about is pizzas. Right here on the ESO Network. We're back. It's time for some science. Some, yeah, science. Some bullshit. <laughs> uh, speaking of bullshit, brain researchers uh, have led science to develop shock-absorbing armor. Using dun, bullshit? Dun, dun. Basically, two researchers who are working on a project about uh, proteins uh, and basically how proteins that work in in memory uh well they, they this molecule called talon uh that they were working with they realized uh when exposed to me- mechanical stress switch domains within the protein's structures unfold effectively stretching the molecule out as tension builds each unfolding of a domain reintroduce some slack lowering the tension a little bit before it builds again and you know this kind of this stretching and releasing of tension they realize have applications in uh body armor uh yeah the original kind of theory on how memory works called mesh code uh you know it's kind of like a biologist working on this kind of just had a you know bullshitting at the water cooler conversation with a chemist and the chemist's like hey that thing uh, we could probably use it for this other thing Uh, (laughs) and uh so kind of the the tests on this this protein has has been used to generate a material that can absorb supersonic supersonic impacts uh the research has not yet been peer reviewed but reports on the material can absorb shots at 3355 miles per hour while preserving the projectile so they can be easily removed so it's like you know also kind of reusable bar- body armor i mean we do stuff like like ceramics, you know, multi-hit ceramics, they'll eventually like break down and you know, the armor becomes useless. But if this kind of softish material can it's absorb almost like hits, I, I almost attribute it like the film that you could put over your phone screens. It's almost self-healing. Like yeah, you know, it gets a little you know scratch in it, but it's a soft material, so it just kind of finds its way back together, and it's like oh, that's gone, no well, more blemish. <laughs> That too, and with with body armor, if you get something hard enough to stop a supersonic bullet, it doesn't stop the kinetic energy of that bullet. Like, yeah, that plate is going to stop you from getting penetrated, but you're still going to get thumped pretty hard. Like, a lot of time you need to wear some kind of, like, uh, trauma, you know, uh, soft trauma plate under your actual hard body armor, where if this is kind of material, you might be able to, like, absorb the hits without transferring that kinetic energy into the body. So you get less of that, you know, kinetic punch from getting, <laughs> getting hit. I'd be like, well, we stopped the bullet, but you know, the aftershock of getting <laughs> hit by said bullet. Your lung is collapsed and you got a couple <laughs> cracked ribs, but you know, there's not a bullet in you. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're probably going to live. <laughs> Maybe. It sucks, but you're not going to die. You're just going to kind of feel like it. Uh... <laughs> you're going to wish you had, but you're, you're going to be fine. Uh, and in other news, you know, we're, we both grilled some meat in our day. Uh, you know, we, we, we like to smoke a thing. 
Well, have you ever thought about cooking a steak by dropping it? Uh, like it on like a grill? Hot. No, apparently there was a theory that, because, you know, friction causes heat and kind of a uh, theory, other, um, a, a science uh, writer, uh, Randall Monroe, had written two books on what he calls absurd hypothetical questions, where he tries to, like, you know, answer weird hypothetical questions. And someone said, is there a height you would need to drop a steak for it to be cooked when it hit the ground. Because like I said, uh, friction, air friction causes heat. So, you know, made people wonder, like, you know, is there a height that we could drop a steak from and it'd be land perfectly cooked? Well, someone actually decided to uh, check his, uh, you know, wild guess uh, explanation to see if it w- uh, would work. Um <laughs> It's so basically using a uh, a wind tunnel, you know, subjected a stake to high speed air as if it would, you know, be exposed to if you Great. dropped it Somebody from, say... Somebody fucking air fried a stake. <laughs> you know, they, they tried to recreate the conditions as if you, if you had dropped a stake from, like, say, the, you know, high atmosphere. Uh, and they found that, no, you cannot cook a stake that way, but it will sear it. Like, it will be cooked on the outside, but your inside's still going to be pretty fucking raw. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind a blue steak. I'm just saying. So, yeah, if you have access to a hypersonic wind tunnel or a spaceship and you can, you know, chunk your, uh, chunk your uh, steak you know, out super high up, you'll get a nice sear. But, yeah, it's going to be a little tartar on the inside. Some of that beef sushi. That's fine. I'm perfectly fine with that. Like I don't even need the sear necessarily. Like just, just give me a raw steak. <laughs> I'll plow through that bitch. I've been doing the reverse sear a lot on my steaks on the on the trigger. I still have not tried the reverse sear yet, but I've I've contemplated because it's pretty. It's like you cook it low and slow for however long, and then you just crank the heat way up, and it's like five minutes per side. It's like medium, like your like outer like done area is like super thin. And then the rest of the steak is all like perfect medium, you know, as long as you stop cooking it at the right time. So you get a lot more of that nice pink middle instead of like, you know, having like, you know, if you just cook a steak on high heat for, you get a little more outer char, but this one, you get a lot more of like that medium throughout the steak. Put butter or anything on it? or just I usually finish it? it with some, uh, some butter or some, uh, garlic butter. I made some bourbon garlic butter. It was it was pretty fucking good. It sounds good. Yeah, once you pull it, throw, throw some butter in there and let it while it's uh, resting. It's good shit, man. So now, like, I can only eat like a quarter of a steak. So I'm gonna cook a steak this weekend. I'm like eat on it for three days. <laughs> like <laughs> Amanda, I get this. You get the other half. Like one steak, you know, now feeds two people. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Cause she's gonna eat a small steak anyway. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna cook this like giant porterhouse steak, and I'm gonna eat like this quarter of it, and then. Uh... <laughs> She can have the rest. Oh, <laughs> uh, also in in animal news, you you know, you've had several you know weird pets, uh, you know, rats and spiders and whatnot. Did you know snakes have clitorises? Negative. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, the clitoris of the snake has been identified for the first time. 
apparently we have several like studies and documents of uh of uh male snake anatomy but uh no one has ever studied the uh, genitalia of female snakes until now dr jenna crow riddle postdoctoral researcher in neurology at our neurocology at la trobe university said we're uh kind of filling in that missing spot of uh female snake genitalia and they they have discovered yes they do have uh clits so not sure if they're slithering or if they're masturbating <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, snake? Ah, uh, oh, sneaky snake. Megan Falwell, PhD researcher from the University of Adelaide and first officer off, author on a paper outlining the discovery told uh, that, that uh, basically snakes have big clits based, uh, compared to their body size. <laughs> what if it's a big snake? <laughs> Gotta have a big clit. She called the click commander. <laughs> you know what they say. It's about to go clerks too up in this bitch. <laughs> I am the click commander. No, I was thinking more like, you know, the whole line oh. of, you know, hey, being with a woman with an oversized clit is one step away from being with a dude with an undersized dick, you know. <laughs> or a snake for that matter. Ah. And also, you know, one of the, the kind of the holy grails of science is trying to uh, achieve controlled fusion. It's like supposed to be like the, the secret to unlimited power. Well, we have ignition. U.S. experiment comes the first to achieve controlled fusion. For the first time, a controlled fusion experiment has produced more energy than, than what was put in. This is known as ignition and was achieved at Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory's National Ignition Facility. That's a lot of fucking words. <laughs> I thought ignition was an R. Kelly song. No, it's remixed to ignition. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> there was a remix. I, I see. I'll piss on you. <laughs> uh, R. Kelly. Remember when that was a thing? Oh. <laughs> uh, yes, an experiment conducted on December 5th has reached that incredible threshold. And milestone achievement uh, where physicists have uh, unleashed the powers of the sun. Uh, basically, the, this uh, fusion requires lasers and a type of hydrogen that has neurons in its nucleus. The heavy hydrogen is kept in a tiny cylinder that is blasted with uh, the largest laser in the world. Sounds like somebody's building a Death Star. Prepare the laser beam. <laughs> the power it delivers is enormous and the cylinder... Vaporized in an instant and turned into plasma uh, that uh, acted as the fuel of this fusion process. And it produced 3.15 megajoules of fusion energy, which is uh, less than a kilowatt hour. Uh, but it's 53% more energy than they put in, so I guess it's a success. I mean, can you use that to travel back in time, or is that like, what was it? How many gigawatts did we need to <laughs> power the DeLorean? 66 gigawatts! So yeah, this is like kind of like the first successful fusion experiment. So maybe we you know, can get some free energy out of this shit uh, eventually, or at least cheap energy. But that's all I got for you this week. If government gets their hands on it, it's not going to be cheap. <laughs> and it's not going to be free. Uh, or it's going to be a Death Star. <laughs> you don't want Death Stars? This is how you get Death Stars. 
But that's all I got for you. We'll be right back with some nerd news. And now it's time for all things nerdy in nerd news. And welcome to nerd news. Yeah, news. All right. Well, we talked about some horrible things for Christmas. So let's talk about a horror movie that has nothing to do with Christmas. But it comes out on my birthday, so there's that. It's kind of a Christmas present. <laughs> my my birth was a Christmas. I'm not Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm at the movie coming out. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, with no further ado, we got our first uh, teaser trailer for Scream 6. Um, Which apparently I missed Scream 5. Because I was like, I saw Scream... I lo- just looked to see what, how many movies they were. I'm like, alright, I know I've seen Scream 4. But I totally missed Scream 5, which apparently just came out last year. Or, wait, that last year or like early this year, I'm like, fuck, I've missed a Scream. And I like the Scream movies. I'm going to have to go yeah, the, find all you know, this shit and rewatch them. They're one of those that's like, oh, okay. It's almost like Saw for me. Like, you know, it's like, eh, let's see what direction they go with this time. Uh, this it, time it feels it like kinda... they went the Jason in Manhattan direction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jason takes Manhattan, if you remember that old uh, old shit show. Because, yeah, the trailer's like, in a city of millions, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> Dude's murking people on the teaser, murking people on a fucking subway train. <laughs> That's just how it goes sometimes, I guess. But again, it's completely plausible that you could kill somebody on a subway train and no one notice. Because, <laughs> I mean, I remember having a friend that, like, moved to New York for a little while trying to become an actor. And they're like, went to, like, some, like, horror thing and was like riding home on this on like a train like just covered in blood cuz they'd filmed this like freaking horror audition and no one even was like dude are you all right <laughs> there was like yeah some bloody zombie on the fucking train <laughs> no big deal yeah apparently like they're going full gore with this film too and then i don't know like I don't mind, you know, a gore flick occasionally, but, like, that to me just isn't scary. Like, I'll watch a gory film just to be like, oh, that was a really cool, you know, effect or, you know, whatever. It's like, yeah, it's it's a good, fun time. But then also, Scream kind of was, like, the originator of the... Well, I mean, I don't want to say horror comedy, but comedic horror. Where it's not like a comedy movie. It's a, a fucking straight up slasher. But there's a lot of like fun and comedic elements to it. Where it doesn't take itself that seriously. Where this trailer looks very fucking serious. Which is not kind of scream at all. <laughs> yeah. I You know. Basically. You know. Without. I mean it's just a teaser. But you know. As we stated. It's going to take place in New York City. And you know. We'll have our four original survivors. You know, they'll leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter that obviously isn't going to be so fresh. <laughs> Apparently it's going to be glorious book. So... Fucking ghost face. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean... And we, we talked about this earlier, but... Fucking Jenna Ortega is about to be in every goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah, my fucking Instagram and Facebook feed is nothing but videos about uh, Jenna Ortega, but... Apparently she was in the last one that I did not see either. So so everybody, keep your eyes out. Let's find out if she blinks. <laughs> uh, and I have to go find Scream 4 before this comes out, since I'm behind a movie, apparently. 
I, I, I think I'm going to have to go back and just start, you know, all over and, you know, just rewatch them all. Uh, moving right along. Uh, I mean, I, I look over here behind my shoulder and what do I see? Warhammer 40K. Um, so Amazon has officially announced that they secured the rights to Warhammer 40,000. And uh, looks like that's going to be our next step from the former Witcher, Henry uh, Cavill. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of had a weird... Because he walked away from the successful Witcher series and was supposedly going back to Superman because he's, you know, Black Adam just hit streaming. So, yeah, he's in the post-credits of Black Adam You, you know, after he's walked away from Superman. And then, you know, of course, DC is kind of changed thing. You know, they brought in James Gunn as the new studio head, and he's like, yeah, I'm just pretty much starting all this shit over, so, yeah, we don't need you. We're going to reboot everything. So they're like, ah, fucking Cavill's like out of two things. And then he's like, nah, bro, I got a plan. I'm going to do some nerd shit. We're doing 40K on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I I like the, you know, premise behind, you know, Warhammer, because, like, it, it can go one of two ways. Like, this could be the greatest thing for humanity, or it could be the darkest thing, you know? Like, um... So, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's a very dynamic, like... The Witcher, I kind of feel like, was sort of niche, where I think Warhammer, you know, kind of opens things up a bit more. Like, you know, I yeah, I feel like you... Warhammer is a bit more all ages, where, you know, The Witcher is very much like, oh yeah, there's a lot of nudity and sex <laughs> and violence and everything else. Which I enjoyed. <laughs> Damn titties! And, like, I'm... I think there's a lot more people out there that even if you haven't played Warhammer, it's such a big kind of pop culture thing that you can like, you recognize it when you see it in the wild. I'm like, oh, that's a space marine or, or you know, or whatever. So it may appeal to a wider audience than just the uh, fans of The Witcher. You know, but then again, like I said, if he's you know, no longer Superman, this we need a new James Bond. I wouldn't mind seeing Cavill, uh, you know, pick up the Walter Walter PPK, because you know supposedly, uh, uh, you know, uh, whatever. What's his name? Daniel Craig is done as Bond, so maybe we'll get a a because uh, I wa I watch those fucking Enola Holmes movies, and he's good in those as like as uh, as Sherlock, yeah, like. Let's give him. Let's give him Bond. <laughs> James Bond. <laughs> Henry Cavill is one of those dudes. It's like I hated Super, like the DC Superman movies, but as a dude, like he is a cool guy. Like he is like, you know, nerd, and from all accounts, like a super nice human being. And like, and I, I loved him in other things I've seen. Like the, the fucking Witcher was amazing, but I was like fucking dc like superman shit was just bad <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm glad to see him moving on to because he's one of those guys that like he's a legitimate nerd so making nerd stuff you know has got to be kind of his uh his joy in this life <laughs> so yeah we'll we'll give uh we'll give this and it's going to be on prime so you know it's going to be like they can do a lot of shit there you know 
if you know the boys and any of those other like crazy shit so any any sign you know Amazon will just let you do <laughs> let you do what you want well speaking of do what you want I just want another season of the terminal list <laughs> maybe maybe although there, I, I don't know like you know we, we kept talking about the success of you know Netflix and stuff like that and there's been quite a few series as of late that's like, all right, we're done, we're done. You know, <laughs> half a season was more than enough. <laughs> yeah. Abandon ship. Abandon all ye who hope. Um, Speaking of hope, maybe this should be a springtime article. But uh, several months ago we talked about, you know, a 1990s film called Twister that as somebody obsessed with storm chasing and atmosphere as myself, um, the titty twister. Oh yeah. no, that was, uh, that was a different movie. Nah, same movie. <laughs> Welcome to the suck zone. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I guess, um, you know, we might possibly be getting twisters, uh, oh, you know, which, um, I mean, Amblin, Universal, Steven Spielberg, you know, everybody apparently is very, you know, ecstatic about this script and everything. And there are now, you know... Well, Bill Paxton's dead. Uh, well, are we getting any of the other, like, original so cast? So they, they are talking about possibly trying to get Helen Hunt back. And the premise for this would be, you know, focus on the daughter that she had with, you know... Bill Paxton, you know, and has caught the storm chasing bug that her parents once had. <laughs> okay, we're getting the the next gen, uh, yeah, storm chasers. So I I don't know, you know, I mean, you know, apparently, you know, the director grew up in Arkansas, so you know, had a little bit of experience with Naders, um, but. Oh, fuck, I just realized how much that ca- original cast is now dead. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like Paxson's dead. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the the <clears throat> the the fat guy the the that drove the bus. Yes, Dusty. Yes, Dusty's dead. <laughs> fuck, Dusty was such a badass character. I'm like, if I'm a storm chaser, that's me. I'm gonna be fucking blasting Van Halen, like <laughs> just you know having a ball, but. I don't know. Then again, and also, I'm realizing how old we are because that movie's fucking came out so goddamn long ago. <laughs> Shut up. We got a Top Gun sequel, okay? We True can enough. get a fucking <laughs> Twister sequel. The Top Gun was good. Motherfucker's still in theaters. <laughs> like, it's going to go out of theaters and go like, ah, just kidding. Re released. Yeah. Now, with an extended cut. <laughs> um. Speaking of something else, I mean, we just brought up the 80s. Uh, I mean, you can't talk about the 80s but without talking about a little film called RoboCop. The OG uh, RoboCop is probably, I mean, that was the VHS days, and I'm pretty sure I wore out a copy of that because I just wanted to watch fucking RoboCop over and over again. <laughs> you shot him in the dick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so there is I'd a... i buy that for a dollar. <laughs> There's a new four-part RoboCop documentary series um, that will be titled RoboDoc, the creation (laughs) of RoboCop. Say that ten times fast. Um, This is going to be on 
Cinedime's horror streaming service, Screambox, of course, you know, another reason to subscribe to another streaming service. <laughs> or fucking streaming services now that I've never even heard of. Yeah. There's like, everyone's got a freaking streaming service. But, um, so this has been in development for over six years. We'll feature interviews with members of the cast, the crew, you know, such as Peter Will and Diane Robin, Ronnie Cox, Nancy Allen, Ray Weiss, and uh, Paul Verhoeven. Are we um, going to get the guy that got shot in the dick? <laughs> maybe. But, you know, this is going to be a, you know, like a fan-funded project. So, um, you know, it's directed by, you know, Chris Griffiths and Eastwood Allen, who, you know, did Pennywise, the story of it. Um, so I think this being fan-funded, like... They're going to have to, you know, really stay true and, you know, give It's like something. kids today. They're like, they see Red Foreman on that 70s show. I'm like, no, that's Clarence Boniker, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> but we knew will... him before he was everybody's, like, favorite dad. <laughs> but this will take a super deep dive into the story and behind the creation of the franchise. So, you know... Um... I mean, RoboCop was one of those dudes that pushed a lot of boundaries for its time, you know, with... You know, some of its practical effects, you know, the violent gore. Um, oh, yeah, that movie was, like, bloody as shit. <laughs> exactly. Like, and, you know, just the, you know, technological aspect before we yeah. had Terminators. Fucking Ed 209 when he just, like, guns down that dude in the, <laughs> the, the demo that goes wrong. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that movie, they, they did a lot of bloody effects. It was great. <laughs> So, um, I, definitely something to keep folks posted on once we get something as far Dead as or alive, like, punk, you're coming with me. Release dates, and you know, to move right along, um, I guess maybe this should have segued from Warhammer or something. But you know, I mean, you did mention Kratos, and you can't say Kratos without thinking of you know the God of War series. Have you, Which have you is a played the new game yet? Um, the God not, of War Ragnarok, I think it just came out. I have not. Neither I thought I. that was Thor. No. <laughs> Both <laughs> Thor versus Kratos. Who's gonna win, boy? <laughs> but yeah, um, once again, Amazon Studios has ordered a series adaptation of the game franchise to turn it into a Amazon series. That sound. Did you ever see God of Work? God of Work? No. <laughs> it was a G4 series uh, before G4 like closed up shop again, where it was like Kratos working in an office. It was like the office, but Kratos was uh, <laughs> working in like a corporate environment. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, as badass as the games are, though, like it's gonna be a pretty high benchmark for Amazon to not fuck this yeah, up. Yeah, it's going to have to be, like, some action-packed shit. Yeah, you know, at this point, you know, saying, you know, this is, uh, you know, at the center of it all is, you know, this story of fathers and sons and families set against the giant epic landscape. Um, I, I, you know, th this is just for the first series like i mean this could be you know they're yeah, saying gonna... like even if you've never played the game you're gonna fall in love with the show and feel very very much invited in yeah know? i wonder if they're gonna go back like to kind of the og original uh 
God of Wars or or if they're going to go like some of the more newer games where like him and his son and and shit like the last <laughs> the last couple games are we just going to get solo fucking uh Kratos fucking up gods. Well, so I think it's going to be a little bit of a, you know, and is there going to be a sex mini game? <laughs> Remember that shit. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, God of War like put in like the, the really set the bar for quick time events in video games. Like, <laughs> yeah. Especially with that one. Like, thrust. Thrust. <laughs> oh, you thrust it out of time. She did not come. She's now going to kill you. You did not find the clitoris. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Does Medusa have a snake clitoris or a human clitoris? <laughs> Maybe both. Whoa. Think of all the snake clitoris. Wow. <laughs> Ah, uh, and on Damn that it. note, we went very hentai-ish, yeah. and uh, we, we... <laughs> Merry Christmas, all you fucks! <laughs> and with that, check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're on the ESO Network at ESONetwork.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the YouTubes at CigarNerdPod. Uh, get your energy at StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code CigarNerds. Get your shirts at RealMenSmokeCigars.com. And with that... Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We're your hosts, Smoking Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.